0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, what? all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: Well, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever the heck it is, doesn't matter at all. It's episode 291 of Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Pocket Casts are my recommended apps for you and uh, always good to hear how you're listening, where you're listening and what apps you're using to listen. Um, most people are using Apple Podcasts still, but uh, you know a lot of people are doing others. Um, <laughs> I just... Got a text message from my wife um, who doesn't know that I've just installed a um, a new television. Um, LG have sent me to review their new 4K OLED 65 inch curved TV. I thought, bugger it, I'm just going to take the TV from the lounge room, and put it on the floor, and put this one in. But I took the opportunity to rewire a few things, so I sent my wife a note saying, working on the assumption that you'll be going to bed when you get home, because she's out tonight. Foxtel's broken. I moved the box. Annoying thing. I'll call later after I've recorded. Um, and she <laughs> just wrote back, I'm coming home now. I'm making the assumption you broke the Foxtel. Um, thanks, dear. Very good with you. She doesn't listen, so it doesn't really matter. Um, lots to talk about this week. Uh, a huge number of calls. Once again, love taking your calls. Love helping you out. If you've got a problem with technology, a question about technology, or just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, all you got to do, go to the website eftm.com.au or call one 800 157, 157, We've got a range of, um, of issues uh, from listeners to cover this week, and we'll get to those. I want to talk about um, Apple CarPlay again. I want to talk about, I want to read a couple of emails. I want to talk about Telstra on the road. And I want to thank the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies um, couldn't do it without them. And uh, they are the people that allow you to listen for free here on Your Tech Life. <laughs> Right, we're all awake we'll now, <laughs> so, sorry about that, um, but you know, I wanted to get into it, get into it now. Telstra announced a product this week, which I think is very cool um it's it's quite a simple um idea if you like um but it's it's very cool in in the way it works uh, it's a wi fi dongle for your car now that's You know, having Wi-Fi in your car isn't anything majorly new, but the press release from Telstra goes Australians can now turn their car into a high-speed hotspot with the launch of the Telstra prepaid 4GX car Wi-Fi. Now, this, they say, is the perfect travel... Tech companion for road trips or weekends away, and I have to agree. So, you know, originally when dongles came out, you had to plug them into the computer. There was software on the computer that ran to connect to the internet, and off you went. Well, these days you get these little four G hotspots that um, you know have a SIM card in them, and they they just operate in your pocket essentially. And the batteries, unfortunately, on them go flat after you know four or five hours. The good thing about this one is it's the, it's got a USB on the end, and that's how it gets its power. So. What they've done is in the package, they've they've supplied a wall charger. So you, just like your iPhone or, or, or Samsung or Android, um, USB plug, plug it into the wall. And when you get to your holiday destination, plug the little USB dongle in there. It's powered up. It's immediately on the internet and it's immediately a Wi-Fi network for the destination. But in the car, they've got a little socket for your cigarette lighter or, you know, whatever you want to call those things these days. Um... Just plugs right into the 12-volt 12 12 volt power outlet, which used to be the cigarette lighter. And um, you plug the dongle in there, and bingo, you've got a Wi-Fi hotspot for five Wi-Fi devices. Um, so it's it's 4GX. So in these cities, it'll be their, their highest speed. In other areas, it'll be 4G. Uh, and it's a it's a great idea. It's $79. It uh, gives you 3 gig of data up front, and then 30-day expiry, and then you recharge as you need it. So just, I mean, for 80 bucks, great thing for the road trip. So I wish I had it two weeks ago when I took the kids on a road trip. Um, and people ask, why do you need Wi-Fi in a car? Well, look, after you've finished, after you've got about three and a half, four hours, and you've played I Spy With My Little Eye enough times, you've played Spot This, you've, um, you know, you've sung songs, everyone needs a break from each other. Now, when I was a kid, we'd play Connect 4 or Uno or some little, you know, game or read a book or whatever it might have been. These days, let's not deny it, kids are on their iPads or iPods. The great thing is that they can either get on the internet if they have, you know, Game Center or those kind of things, but they can also um, connect with each other. So if they say, let's say they're playing Minecraft, they can actually play together. And uh, that's, that's a very cool thing, right? So, yeah, love it. Very cool. Um, 79 bucks. I mean, that's, that's just simple, right? It's common sense. You just get one. <laughs> so if you're the kind of person that travels a bit, then um, then yeah, this is this is the one for you. Uh, it'll work beautifully, and uh, it's available now from Telstra. Uh, nice little simple product, and you know sometimes it's the simplest products that work the best, aren't they? Uh, you're listening to your tech life. Uh, now a couple of emails. Let me just uh, get back to my email here. Show preparation. Uh, where were these emails that didn't want to come on the show? Um, Shane from uh, Teralgan. Uh, is that was it? Teralgan. Yes. Uh, no, it didn't. He was happy to come on the phone, but just a very simple comment. I found your podcast four or five months back. Wish I'd found it years ago. Absolutely brilliant. I've followed quite a few suggestions you've given on Good Tech. Thank you, Shane. Very good of you to uh, send a note like that. Um, the other one was interesting. Um, Michael. Sent me a note. Uh, we had the caller last week. Uh, let me see if I can remember who it was. Uh, i going to say it was Cheryl, whose TV was turning on and off. Had a couple of calls suggesting different things. There was timer settings in a Sonic TV. Um, other people suggesting that, you know, someone else's remote might, might be infiltrating her home. Um, Michael said in episode uh, 290 last week, there was a caller who had problems with the TV turning on and off during the night. Um, she found a similar issue in Samsung TVs. I had the same issue with my Samsung, which was out of warranty. Three damaged capacitors on the power circuit board, followed the instructions on a YouTube video, removed the board, bought higher capacity caps from JCar. found a mobile phone repairer, as my soldering skills leaves a lot to be desired, replaced, removed the blown cap, followed the instructions to assemble it again, and uh, haven't looked back since a year ago. Total cost $4.50 for the three caps, $20 for the tech work. She may have a similar problem. That's quite amazing. I, I've never, I actually, once I pulled a TV apart, um, had a, a sanyo and it was up on the wall and I, I swear I could hear it sparking. And I looked and I could actually see sparks. So I took it apart and there was just, there, there was like a solder that had, you know, kind of merged onto a bit of wire. So I just soldered it away and, and fixed the wire up and it was running for another couple of years after that. Don't recommend you pull apart your TV though, if I'm honest. Um, so yes, be, be cautious with that. Anyway, always, always good to hear from you. And, uh, Get your emails, and of course, the whole point of this show is to uh, is to hear from you and help you, and uh, and help other people at the same time. Often, I ring people and say, "Let's have a chat," and they say, "You're recording this." I'm going, "Yeah," and um, and as I've said several times before, with the greatest respect, um, I don't answer emails with tech questions because that's with again the greatest respect, that's of absolutely no use to to me. Um, I I get no benefit from helping you one on one on email. I need to help you on the show, or on the radio, wherever it is, so that more people benefit from it. And that, in the end, is is what is good for me. Um, I, I can't charge you for tech help via email, so there is no benefit to it. So as m- much as that makes some sense to you, I appreciate your understanding, but the whole point is to, is to help you and hopefully... So the thing is, your question uh, may be a simple one, but it may be one that many other people have. So that's why you've got to ask it. Um, if you're on iTunes, uh, jump into the, the iTunes store and leave a rating, leave a comment, leave a leave a little hello. Great to hear from you there too. Uh, you are listening to Your Tech Life. Let's get cracking with calls.
1: Talking technology without the jargon. Your Tech, Tech Life. Life with Trevor Long.
0: Anything on your mind about technology, questions, problems, buying advice, doesn't matter what it is. Get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au or you can call 1-800-157-157, which is what Cameron did. G'day, Cameron.
2: G'day, Trevor. How are you going?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
2: Um, I'm wanting you know, a couple of things. Um, how popular are uh, – I'm getting tested by my kids to get them a games console, either an Xbox One or a PS4 or something like that. Yep. And I, I guess I'm just interested, you know, you as a parent are uh, uh, – like they're telling me every kid in the <laughs> – apparently every kid in the class has got one. Mm. Is that, um, you know, are they popular God amongst loves. kids or –
0: Gotta love peer pressure, class pressure. Yeah, look, they are. Yeah, you sure I mean, do. I mean, I have, um, I have conversations all the time with my son who's talking about you know this game or that game with with his mates. Um, I don't think they're you know certainly in every kid thing, but um, but you know I don't live in a in a terribly bad area, so I guess it's you know a bit demographic. As it sounds kind of egotistical yeah. to say, but you know I think that um, it depends on where you are. I mean, some some areas yeah. of, of Sydney, let alone Australia, there wouldn't be one kid in a class. But that's just life. Um, Oh, yeah. I th- I think that it's a tough one to manage depending on what other devices are around. So I'm obviously a little bit lucky and my kids are a bit fortunate that, that I don't have to go um, begging and pleading. I, I get to play with these things. Um, but yeah. if I was a parent and I had an iPad or two in the house and my kids wanted a games console, I'd be going, well, you've got a games console kind of thing. Um, okay. You know, the the what what kids can do these days on an iPad is just – just amazing, and and frankly, my kids buy so the iPads. Do, they do
2: have iPads, so um, would that you know? Would you sort of say to them because they're saying, "Oh, a lot of our mates have got iPads and they've got the games consoles," and you know, would you sort of um, take the view of a look, mate? You've got an iPad, leave it at that.
0: Yeah, think yourself lucky, or, son. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, that, <laughs> that's right. It's mate, It's a simple thing. Can you afford one? And, and do you want them to have an extra device? If, if, if both of those things are, are in the, in the ballpark of maybe or a yes, then happy days. I mean, there's so yeah. much good that can come, but as long as you manage it correctly, um, these things are awesome. You know, my kids don't play the Xbox that much, but I tell you the one mm-hmm. thing that, that, that we did have to do with my Xbox was we had to go and buy a second controller because it was becoming ridiculous to try and have them, you know, five minutes with you, five minutes for you. And now at least yeah, there's exactly. two of them at a time. So there's, well, I've got three kids. There's only ever one left out. You can, you can have more controllers, but I'm not going to get a controller for each of them. Um, yeah. but, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my big learning was it was a bit much to expect them to sit and watch for basically 15, 20 minutes before they got a turn. Um, yeah. so I, I did that. Um, the other thing is obviously managing their expectation around the types of games they're going to play. Now, yeah. my son knows there's a bunch of other games on the Xbox because I've got them. Um, he's, seen me, he's seen me load up Formula One. He's seen me load up Grand, the- Grand Theft Auto. But he's only yeah. ever played um, Skylanders and Minecraft yeah. uh, and, and Connect Sports. Yeah. So it all depends what you're willing yeah. to let them play as well.
2: And, and and do you think that, um you know, is it a... I mean, do your kids tend to prefer the Xbox or the iPad or what what do they
0: play most? My, my kids are on the iPad massively more than they are the the Xbox. But Why do you think that's the case? I'll tell you a couple of things. I think, one, because it's very easy. Like, they can just go, we allowed yeah. to play the iPads, and they go, yes, and, and they're on it. Whereas with the yeah. Xbox, they've got to turn it on, they've got to hope that the right HDMI input is selected. You know, my eight-year-old's smart enough to find most of those things. But also, yeah. I mean... Playing Minecraft, for example, on the Xbox is big screen, great experience, but you can do all the same things on on an iPad. It's playing Skylanders, yeah. though, is a is 100% a console-based thing. It's, you can do it on an iPad, but it's nowhere near as good. Um, yeah. The Kinect Sports, if you've never seen it on the Xbox, is sensational. You have your kids running around in the lounge room playing sports without controllers. Um, right, But again, um, it could be me or Maybe I don't just turn it on enough But they, yeah, they play their iPads You know, nine times out of ten
2: Right, wow Because that's what my kids have got now And I'm just wondering if I buy the, the game console Is it just simply going to sit there as a white elephant, you know
0: Well, it depends on what Dad wants to do Because, you know, yeah. it's not just for kids <laughs> yeah, so let's That's us be totally honest, true. okay <laughs> I mean, the average age well, of a gamer is like 32, 35 Right? Really? Yeah Don't. It's not
2: for kids. It's not generally for kids. No,
0: not at all. I mean, there are unbelievably awesome games for kids, uh, but there are so many more games for adults because, you know, so many of the games are not rated for kids for a start because they're shoot 'em ups and, you know, war games. And, you know, Grand Theft Auto is a game where you can run people over in a car and uh, commit horrible, heinous crimes, but you're following a storyline. You know, games today. The biggest blockbuster games today, A, make more money than blockbuster movies, and B, they have a storyline, a plot that you walk through. It's like playing Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, but okay. it's, it's immersive. Mate, if I didn't have this other stuff that I do, technology and different things, and, and I didn't have a wife probably because she wouldn't let me, I'd be on the <laughs> Xbox every night or the PlayStation because it's just it's awesome. It's so much fun, mate. I've got a, I've got a chair and a steering wheel. I've got everything because... It's just so much fun. It's immersive. It's brilliant. So maybe well, if you maybe to you don't one, think too much if about the kids. You get
2: the Xbox or the, if you were to get one, mm. which one would you get? The Xbox or the PS4?
0: Ford versus Holden. Okay. That's a basically what you're asking me. Now, the reason I lean towards the Xbox is because you're talking about kids. And I think yeah. the Xbox has probably the better experience for kids because of the connect. Now connect is their little camera system that sits in front of yeah. your TV and can see you in the lounge room so you can actually so with the running game the connect sports you run on the spot you run run, run 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 and the faster you run on the spot the faster the runner on the screen goes and you can have a race against your kids. Yeah, you can play boxing That's uh insane. you know high jump, javelin. It is mate sensational and the whole family can play. So we do 10 pin bowling, right? So you've got yeah. four people playing and one at a time you get up and you virtually bowl. You don't have a ball in your hand, you just pretend. Yeah. And and, yeah. It, and it can see whether you've gone off to the left or right. It's so much fun. So it can actually be on a rainy day, great fun yeah. for the whole family. Then you've got okay. ridiculous uh games like Skylander's which will burn m- holes in your pockets with money if you don't if you're not careful. But yeah. it's a game that you play on the screen but it has uh, actual physical characters that the kids can collect. Okay.
2: And, yeah, I've seen
0: those. And it's brilliant because they collect a carry, they, the character, they put it on the on the device, and it, it comes to life on the screen. Um, yeah, wow. So just those two things alone for the kids is awesome. And then for dad, yeah. you know, there's Call of Duty, there's Grand Theft Auto, there's Formula One 2015. Um, yeah. You know, for, for for mom, I'm being completely sexist, but there's, you know, there's dance moves. There's, there's you know, there's stuff for everyone. Plus... Forget all that. The Xbox is not just a games console; it's an entertainment machine. So you can you can route your television through it. So while you're playing a game, you can watch TV. Uh, you can record TV on it. You know, there's a bunch of things they do that's just so much more than games consoles.
2: Okay, and it's just a it's a box, though, right? It plugs into your TV. Yeah, it's it's, just uh, a, box. it's yeah, a big okay. box.
0: It's uh, you know, on the scale of how they things have got smaller, it's gotten bigger. It's a big box size of an old V VHS VCR. Um, uh-huh. and then yep. just HDMI output into your, into your TV. Okay.
2: And is there any way that you can turn off online chat and things Absolutely. like that?
0: Yeah, and that's the number one thing you need to do when starting from scratch. It's, it's great to have the online accounts so that they can earn yep. points and they can have friends online, but you can vet that. But, yeah, just put parental controls on it from day one uh, yep. and, and don't – so what I would do is I would find a time when the kids are not around – even if they're yeah. away for a week. And I would spend time, and your wife's going to think I'm an idiot, but and also that we're con, we're conniving to do something here, but just spend time <laughs> with it on your own so that you can learn how it works. Um, you can delve yeah. into the settings, find some some resources online about parental controls. So you learn all that and set that up strategically from the start so the kids have an expectation from day one that there are time limits. There is no online play or no online chat. There is this, you know, set the rules from day one you, hey, kids! You've got an Xbox, but you're only playing it at these times. You're only not playing online. Set all the rules up, and they will have a ball.
2: Fantastic! And, and would you get a one? I've I've seen there in two sizes: a 500 gigabyte and a one terabyte. Is, have you got a view on which one would be? It, you know, it,
0: it's it's simply a budget thing. If you can't afford the terabyte, then yeah, get the 500. But the terabyte means that you can store more video that you record. You can you can store more games. So, y- you know, it's. It's like yeah. uh, it's not like a car, you know. You, you're not getting more performance from a hard drive, so it's not like can I afford a V8. No. It's more about you know, do I want a bigger tank of petrol or do I want seven seats? And you know, it's more about what its capabilities are. I don't think I, the, I don't okay. think I've got the terabyte one, so I, I don't I don't actually think the average Joe would notice. So I think you'd probably be okay with a 500. Um, Just
2: enough the footprint on games would. Just gradually get bigger, like it often does with Absolutely software. Absolutely does, example. but and, you
0: know what? What happens is, um, what, if it fills up with the basic footprint of games, and remember, games still run yeah. broadly off the disk as well. Um, you just okay. delete them, and you've still got the game. You download it again. You know, it's not rock. It's oh, not terrible. Okay. It's not, yeah. a no. not a
2: big deal. Not a big deal. Okay, because I'm, yeah, I'm really familiar with iOS, and we've got like a very Apple household. Yep. And um, but I just, I to be honest, this scenario I've just never ever looked into. <laughs> so I thought, well, I know the Blake recall.
0: Cameron, I have this feeling that in six months from now, if not a lot less, you'll ring me and say, oh, my God, how good is X, Y, or Z? <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, mate. Well, look, thanks very much for the advice.
0: No worries. Good luck. Enjoy. Happy shopping. And uh, let me know what you end up doing, mate.
2: Fantastic.
0: Thank you. Good on you. And uh, if you've got a question, a problem, or a comment about anything technology, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. And you can get in touch any time you like. Get in touch, ask a question about technology, problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Ian.
3: Hi, uh, good evening, uh, Trevor. I'm having problems with my channel 2 reception, and I'm just wondering if you can sort me out as so, to uh, what I can do.
0: What, what's, uh, has it always worked? Never worked? Only recently not worked? What's been the situation?
3: Uh, the past, it's, it, I know it might sound a bit stupid, but it sounds like it, 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 it seems to happen in bad weather. Uh-huh. Now, uh, it pixelates a lot. And um, I, I'm just not sure whether it's a, maybe it's a booster in the aerial is mm. needed, or I have a splitter. I have two televisions. I have one in the bedroom and one in the lounge room, and I have a splitter. Yeah. Now I don't know whether that could be affecting the reception from Channel Two, but it's becoming quite uh, quite annoying actually.
0: Well, look, the, the, it absolutely isn't a silly silly thing to say about the um, uh, the, the bad weather. It does happen, um, you know. Especially, so where do you live? What what area of?
3: Uh, 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 I'm in ranwick I'm down the <laughs> uh, the bottom of Randwick, uh, okay. uh, down the hill, so to speak. I'm yeah. probably on the same level as Randwick
0: Racecourse. Sure, but it's you know it shouldn't be it shouldn't be terrible is is the bottom line. Um, the thing is, uh, a lot of people haven't done much for their television infrastructure since even before analog TV was being phased out. So a lot of people have uh, the wrong antenna. The antenna is pointing in the wrong direction, or is is installed the wrong way. Uh, analog and digital receive their their signals slightly differently, um, and it, and it will affect the, the the reception that you get. Do you live in a house or an apartment block?
3: No, it's an apartment block of twelve, and there are other people in the uh, the block of twelve experiencing the same problems, but not with channel two. They had various. Channel problems. Some, uh, well, I think, a lady has a problem with channel ten. Someone else has a, cha- a problem with channel seven. So do you know
0: on- if Do you know if the antenna is directly connected to your apartments, or whether or it's a kind uh, of a redistribution?
3: No, nah, it's it's what's happened. Uh, we oh, about, oh, quite a few years ago now, we had an area put on the roof, yeah. and we had twelve separate cables dropped into our uh, units. Yep. Um, okay. And. Uh, Oh, yeah, oh, I, I like think, to mean. be
0: honest, let's be clear, it's not your television. It's the reception. No. Uh, and over the years, uh, you know, there's there's new things that interfere with the signal, you know, new buildings, uh, new uh, electromagnetic uh, interruptions. There's a lot of things that can happen over time environmentally that will affect your, your signal. So, to be honest, I think what you need to do is get a professional antenna man back and have a look at that now. I don't know whether you're Strata or what it is, but it's obviously not going to be a $0 thing, but it might only cost a small amount to have them come out and do some tests to give you a a quote, a cost, because what they can do, and it's funny, I recommended uh, on the radio a couple of weeks ago that someone just get an electrician out to run a cable, and uh, a master antenna guy rang me and didn't abuse me, but he was a little upset that I would recommend an electrician over an antenna person, and he made a very good point. He said antenna installers and antenna technicians have... Specific equipment that can monitor the signal strength, so he can go on the roof and have a look at the strength, and then he can come to your apartment and have a look at the strength, and he can then work out where the splitters need boosting and different things like that. So, okay. it is absolutely an antenna issue for you, um, and it is only going to be solved by spending some money on an antenna uh, tr- technician to come and have a look. Unfortunately,
3: Trevor, thank you so much for that. I've, um, I've, you uh, narrowing it down now. I can do that. I'll do it during the week. I'll go and. Uh... Check out a. Uh, do you recommend anybody? Or no, look, I, I
0: don't. Look? I, I would just look at their um their credibility in terms of whether they've got online feedback. Um, I I would be looking at uh, what references they can give you. You know, especially because oh, okay. you're, you're doing it in a building. So you know, well, I'd money. be looking for some sort of uh, referral uh, recommendations, whether it's uh, stuff they can point to you online that recommends them, or whether they can talk about their qualifications and their equipment. So one of the key things to ask is, do they have equipment? that can measure signal strength? Because it's all well and good to come and say, oh, the antenna's pointing in the right direction and you know there's enough cables. But do they have equipment that will measure the signal strength?
3: Okay, so the magic words to ask will be signal strength. That's that, That'll be uh, That's correct. The, the magic words. That's it, mate. Okay, Trevor. Good luck. Thank you so much for your help. I, uh, I really appreciate you pointing us in the right direction. Thank you very much.
0: No worries at all. And uh, if you've got a question, a problem, a comment... Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. You can get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au, or, of course, on Twitter at Trevor Long. G'day, Ken.
4: Hello, Trevor.
0: What can I do for you, mate?
4: Well, mate, I've got a bit of a quandary. I've got a uh, a fairly old laptop, and I've got the uh, Foxtel Go app on it, so I can watch Foxtel with the, uh, through the internet, All right. but I want to watch it through my big screen TV. Mm-hmm. I don't have Foxtel on here at home.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: At the, I don't have an HDMI output from the laptop. The TV has HDMI, of yep. course. Uh, I've only got USB 2.0 or VGA, mm. and I think you can get con- a converter or something to go from that to HDMI, but I'm unsure.
0: Look, um, you're on the right track. Now, I have to confess, I've never tried it from the laptop. I know that using Foxtel Go on the big screen for things like Apple Airplane stuff doesn't work because the whole point of Foxtel Go is to make it a mobile thing, not a big screen TV thing, and that's why it's you know priced the way it is. Though, they have reduced the price of Foxtel now so that I think it's in line with Foxtel Go, so maybe you won't have any issues technically with Foxtel and... Now, you're absolutely right. You can get a USB to HDMI converter. Um, I I can only recommend somewhere like Car Electronics to have a look at that.
6: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: my, I, I'm not convinced that's going to absolutely work for you, but I don't think it'll be a very expensive solution to at least try.
6: Yeah,
4: according to the... Um uh,
0: eBay and stuff, you can get them for about $50. Yeah, I, I'd go to Jaycar. I can't imagine they'd, ha- they'd be charging much more than that. Um, yeah. And look, as I say, it, it's you need to be cautious because it, it'll work functionally okay, but it may not serve your purpose, so you won't get your money back if it doesn't work for you. Yeah, of course. Um, sure, sure. You know, really uh, failing that, then does the Foxtel Go app, is that within a web browser or is it an actual downloaded program of its own on the laptop?
4: It's a downloaded app that okay. comes uh, with, um, with a relative's got Foxtel at home, and that they, they have three um, applications of the, of the app, hmm. and i borrowed one of those
0: to be honest. Oh ah, yeah, perfect. I've, done, I've, I've, lent, one of them, I've lent my login to a friend because they only watch, want, want to watch a couple of shows, so you yeah, know why not, good, I say? It? The only issue might be, as I say, when you get it connected su- successfully, the app may not work on the extended screen of the laptop. And that, okay. won't be, that won't be a technical issue. That will be Foxtel blocking it from working on the second okay. screen.
4: I, I know it works with VGA. I have another big screen, an older oh. one, which has a VGA input, but that's video only, of course. I can't get the audio that way. Of course, yeah. And it's hardly high-definition either, I guess.
0: No. Well, look, the Foxtel Go is not high-definition anyway. It's not the best right. of best qualities. Um, I think you're on the right track. I think once you plug in that USB to HDMI, you'll get a second screen for your laptop. You'll be able to see your Windows you know, icons and things on your big screen TV. And then once you launch the app, it should show successfully, including sound. So, look, JCar Car Electronics is where I'd go first, port-a-call, secondly, eBay, and uh, yeah. give it a whirl, mate.
4: And just to add on quickly, how, hmm. I've got 100 gigabytes of cable broadband. How yep. much Foxtel does that let me watch?
0: Are you on Wi-Fi at home or are you using a mobile yeah. 3G? You got yeah. w- Wi-Fi. Got, okay, so if you watch an hour of content, it'll use up about 800 meg. So let's got just call gig. it a gig. You've got 100 hours of viewing. Yeah,
4: okay.
0: I think you'll be Thank fine. Thank
4: you very much. That's very helpful.
0: Good on you, Ken. Uh, thanks for getting in touch, mate. Good luck with it.
4: Thank you. Bye.
0: And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I do it all each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technologies. And uh, I told you last week about that new Garmin Nuvi Cam. NuviCam. This, uh, this little sat-nav unit also has a dash cam built into it. And what's cool about that is it means you're recording at all times uh, for any incidents or accidents you might unfortunately be involved in. Uh, and it's that extra level of kind of peace of mind and security. It's a six-inch in one, 6 inch premium navigator uh, with a built-in dash cam, uh, detailed maps of Australia and New Zealand, uh, continuously recording as you drive and automatically saves files on impact. It has a kind of shock sensor that does that. Um, lane departure warning, a whole bunch of different things. The forward collision warning, the lane departure warning are, uh, are just guides. They're, they're not there to absolutely, um, you know, push you into your driving style. They're, they're just there as guides. But the mapping is sensational. The dash cam is, is fantastic. And to have it all in one means just one device on the dashboard uh, and you're getting the best guidance you can get. $499 recommended retail. You can check it out at garmin.com.au. Your
1: Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Now uh Apple CarPlay, I told you about this um what's it nearly um oh, I'm gonna say six months ago? Maybe eight, maybe nine. Um it was the middle of last year. I um I installed Apple CarPlay in my Little Mazda 2 via a Pioneer uh head unit, so a new stereo for the car. And this was a touch screen stereo, you know, a new thing for the car. But when you plug your iPhone in, you get this little iPhone-style display, and you can you can have maps there. You can listen to music through the through the dashboard um, rather than ever having to touch your phone. Now it's taken a while. They announced a lot of car manufacturers getting on board, but geez, it takes them a while to get to market. Well, last week Hyundai announced that their new Tucson, a twenty-eight thousand-dollar entry-level um, SUV, would come as standard with Apple CarPlay. So this is a big deal. It's um, one of the first cars in Australia, I believe. Skoda have one as well. That excuse me, that has Apple CarPlay. And um, what's interesting about the Tucson is there's four different models in the Tucson range. The two low-end models have Apple CarPlay. The two high-end ones don't. They've got a bigger screen and not Apple CarPlay. It's very weird, but... I don't know, just buy the cheaper one because actually the investment in Apple CarPlay is well worth it. Um, if you haven't seen Apple CarPlay, and when the Tucson's in uh, in dealerships, well worth going in to have it check it out. Um, I've got a bunch of information, my videos and guides uh, from when we, we had the pretty much worldwide exclusive on, on Apple CarPlay um, on EFTM Your Tech Life last year when we installed it in the Mazda. Um, it is brilliant. Uh, and this week, uh, to to name drop and humble brag, we, we've been driving a Ferrari FF. This is a $920,000 four-seat, four-wheel drive Ferrari. And Bowen and I have been going back and forward to, uh, each each day, swapping it between each other. And he'd never used Apple CarPlay. And when he plugged it in, he, he was blown away. Uh, he, he just basically said, there's, I don't know why he'd have anything else. Uh, I highly recommend Apple CarPlay. It is sensational. Slowly getting into the car manufacturers, but we're getting there. And uh, when it gets there, it uh, it will change everything. I'm going to upgrade my Pioneer in the um, in the Mazda uh, to one that's compatible with both Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Android Auto being the Google version. So it's all happening in the in-car entertainment space. Well worth considering if you've got an older car and you're going to keep it. Have a look at it upgrading the stereo. And if you're in the market for a new car. I reckon put Apple CarPlay on the list. I reckon challenge the manufacturers. What are you doing about it? When are you putting it in? When am I going to get it? And will it be upgradable? The Hyundai Tucson will actually be software upgradable to get Android Auto early next year. So it's all happening in the in-car entertainment space, and you can read about that at eftm.com.au.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Thank you for listening. You can get in touch if you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is. Happy to help. If you you need it, get on the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Karen.
7: Hi there, how are you?
0: Good, what can I do for you?
7: I was wondering whether there was such a device or something that can be installed in a particular point of a house mm. that could scramble the Wi-Fi, for example children's bedrooms, that oh. um, they can not get access to it. Uh, but i do have the system set up that I can block off their devices at certain times, oh. but it's now with Netflix and streaming TV and everything, I cannot bear everybody disappearing into different rooms to watch things at suitable times of the day. <laughs> so I would like to be able to have them all in, a, in an area where I can supervise and if I can just eliminate the activity or the um, access they have in the bedroom, then I don't have to nag so much. It's just done.
0: Wow, so you're already at the point where you've got the time limited blocking of the internet essentially yeah yes yes ah see that's the that's the best outcome is to say you know um, you know after these hours it's not available you know kicking kicking them off um, do you know do you look into your router your modem enough to know who's on do you know where to find that information
7: No, no, I don't do you
0: know what sort of router you've got?
7: Now you're asking a technical question. This, no, that's okay. The one that came with our Optus um, okay. setup.
0: So every router, um, how, so just let me go back. As if, how are you blocking their, their time-based um, access then?
7: Through the Apple, um, the tower. Now I've just lost the, the time capsule. So on the Apple-based devices, I can do it through the time capsule.
0: Right. So on the Apple, on, when they're on their iPads, you can block it. Yes. Mm. So, here, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think a device is the solution. Right. Um, I think uh, this gets to the point where it is really a, a rule-based thing in terms of, you know, the family rule is X, mm. Y, and Z. But the question for you is how do you monitor it, right? So, you know, if in my case, if Jackson has a rule that he's um, allowed to use his iPod in, in his bedroom until 8 o'clock, then that's fine. Go for your life, buddy. But I don't know if he's on his iPod or reading a book or asleep right now. So what I can do, though, without having to walk up there and check, and he's just going to throw the iPod under his pillow anyway, um, is I can log on to my my router and I can see who is active. I can see who is connected right now. So I'm wondering whether that's something you need to learn to do Um, and to the point where you can actually block... The internet and not the devices. So, um, on on the router, on many many routers, you can actually block the internet at certain times as well. Now, the problem for you, as you've said, is that you don't mind them having access to the internet at say seven o'clock at night. You just don't no, want them being there. No, or in, in the there, afternoon, but I just there. want to
7: be able to see what they're all watching. Exactly.
0: So mm. basically, you know, I do think you're at a point where it is a rule that in the family that is, if you're in your rooms, you can't be on the internet. Okay, and if you're going to be in the rooms, I'm going to check. And so you need to learn how to check. And if your current router doesn't allow that, then I think you need to find a new one that does. So, for example, the the, the Netgears that I talk about a lot, um, they have pretty good parental controls that allow you to see who's on and what. And uh, that's probably the best way to do it because in the end, then you're, you're just doing spot checks, aren't you? You know, on a yes. random Sunday afternoon, you, you can just log on and go, right, walk upstairs and say, I oh, know you just put your device away because I can see you're on the internet. <laughs> um, so I, I think it, the, the bottom line is, I don't think there's a great and easy answer to your question, um, but I think there are some solutions out there that can assist you, if you like, with that rule. Um, okay. So I think that what you should do is is a little bit of research online, and, and I'll happy, happily dig up a few if I can find some, into the parental controls on, on routers. Now, the router just to be clear and, and talk simple language for you, the router is the thing that distributes the internet through the house. So you can keep yeah. your existing modem, right, without having to go through new setup procedures with Optus and all that kind of jazz. Keep the existing modem. If possible, I'd disable the Wi-Fi on the existing modem, and then I'd plug a new router in that gives you all this, you know, parental control, and uh, and hopefully you can find a solution there. I, I might pass your call on to Netgear and see if they can suggest something. Um, and and maybe that'll help, but I don't think you should be. Th- I don't think you should be holding out hope that there's a device you can plug into a PowerPoint in their room and block the Wi-Fi because you know what they'll do? They'll just turn it off. Um, oh
7: no, I was thinking something much more secretive than just plugging it into uh, the wall. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, well, I can tell you right now, if there is such a thing, it'd be very expensive. It, it, sure. Yeah, it'd be crazy. So um, let's see if we can find you some parental control-based solutions in the router. Um, and, uh, and get some advice from the likes of Netgear and see whether we can find you a solution. All
7: right,
0: that would be fantastic. All right, I've got your details. Let me, uh, let me take it as homework and see what I can find out for you. All right then, lovely. Thank you very much. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Take care. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. You can get in touch any time you like. Go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Marie. day. What can I do for you?
5: Um, I've got two problems with the computer. The first one is that sometimes, but not every time I boot up, everything moves to the left, which means that, um, for example, I can't access the the back arrow or anything really that's on the left-hand side of the screen for about,
0: oh, no... One and a half centimeters, maybe. And so, is the other side? So, left. If everything's pushed across, say outside of the left, is the right-hand side of the screen got a big, big black line, or, or is it? Um, what's What's on the right-hand side?
5: No, I think it's just kind of um, a pinky colour.
0: Okay. Is it a computer or a laptop?
5: It's a PC computer.
0: Uh, with a separate monitor. Okay, is that correct?
5: Yes. Yeah, But Mm. the other problem is actually worse, which happened recently, and that is that um, after it's been running for about five minutes, it just closes down by itself, and then it'll um, boot up by itself. But then I get, you know, the blue screen that tells you that there's Mm. a really bad problem. And then it comes up asking if you want to start up normally. So I click on that. And... And then it might do that three times, and then the rest of the day it'll be okay.
0: Now, if this were a plumbing problem, you would have a, you would have a plumber out immediately. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's, that's one of the big problems with computers is we, we kind of just hope they fix themselves or we can download a solution. So unfortunately, Marie, you need to go to hospital. You need to find yeah. someone you can take that thing to because I think both errors um, are indicative of uh, probably a hardware problem. Um, yeah. So let's say, for example, and it is just a guess, but let's say, for example, the video card, which is the, the little piece of technology that actually pushes the, the picture from the computer onto the screen. Um, let's say it's somehow broken or corrupted. It's not only pushing your screen to the side, but it's causing the computer to, to have errors and shut down. Yeah,
5: so, I thought it might be linked.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really think. Where do you live? Waverly. I think you are. I mean, I think if if you if you don't want to have to take it somewhere, I would call Geeks to You or Super Geek. There's a couple of companies around that do it. Um, and and yeah,
5: look, I, I, that, I, sorry to interrupt, but mm. I just thought i tell you this: that I did contemplate doing that, but then my son, who more or less looks after me nowadays, mm. um Said he wants to buy me a Mac, oh. and he doesn't really want me to spend any more money on this one because I did actually have it repaired for something similar. Yeah, right. Last
0: year. And look, I think that is the most awesome thing a son could ever do for a mum. Really, um, because a Mac is a is a very reliable machine. It's a little bit to learn, but don't worry, you'll you'll learn it and you'll pick it up very quickly. Yes. And look, I, I think he's right. Are you are You are only, uh, for want of a better term, um, sending good money after bad. Um, you know, computers only have a certain lifespan. Do you know how old it is? Um, it'd be nearly five years. Yeah, and look, I think you've got a good life out of it. I don't, look, mm. if, if someone wasn't going to buy you a new computer, it would be a worthwhile thing to spend, you know, $200 to get geeks to you to come out and, and rebuild it or, or reinstall it or whatever it might be. Yeah. But, you know, I if thought you'd... it'd
5: be more than that
0: much money. My, look, my, I would ring them up. I would ring them up. Um especially if your son doesn't know when he's going to be able to do the computer, it might be four months away, you know. Um, yeah,
5: that's what worried me.
0: Yeah, and, mm. and I would ring them up and ask them what... So most of these companies, and I wouldn't let them in the front door unless they could commit to you that they will not just give you an open check here, okay? So what right. you want is you want to say to them, can you please come in, can you please give me a quote? So you want to know what the problem is and what it will cost to fix... But most importantly, you want to know what it's going to cost to give you that. So if they say to you, our, our minimum call out fee is $100. Yep. And for that $100, they can have a look at your computer. They can run some basic tests, do some basic things. And at the end of that hour or whatever it is, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. they can tell yeah. you all the problems. That's a worthwhile $100 investment in the same that way be, that, yeah. you know, and again, I use the plumbing analogy. Our, our hot water system for some reason I was getting, I was second in a shower every morning and I was missing out. Turns out, hot water system broken. Plumber comes out, $150, and tells it's a $400 job, but that includes the original 150 And I said to my wife, go for your life. You know, that's that's worthwhile yeah, doing. Logical, yeah. So that's that's what I would do. Um, Maria. Yeah. I, I would ring, get a quote, and have them come and, and give you a diagnosis. And look, maybe let's not tell your son right now. Let's just find <laughs> out what it's going to cost.
5: Well, I'll think about that bit. Um yeah. What about that program that I mentioned in my email? You mentioned mentioned a
0: program called PC Health Advisor. Honestly, no. No. I wouldn't. The the problems that you're talking about are not solved by a little bit of software. No. As
5: you said, it's most likely a hardware problem
0: anyway. It is possibly a hardware problem, which Mm. at at best could be solved by a reinstallation of Windows. But at worst, might need hardware, you know, rebuild. So right. I don't think a piece of software off the internet is going to fix it up for you, okay? No, it would be too easy, wouldn't it? It would be, wouldn't it?
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice for you, ring.
0: No worries. Uh, hope, hope it goes well for you. If you have any more problems, you get in touch, okay? Thank you. Good on you. And uh, if you want to have a chat, if you've got a problem about technology, want to have a chat about any technology, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au.
1: Talking technology without the jargon, your, your tech, tech life, life with Trevor Long.
0: Jump on the phone, 1-800-157-157, go to the website eftm.com.au or go on Twitter, at Trevor Long. G'day, hey, Good day. How how you yeah. doing, mate? What can I do for you?
6: Oh, just uh, I want to know... Because I am doing some uh, video editing at the moment, I'm mm. totally confused about the mm. best uh, software available in the market. I wonder whether you can suggest the best one for me, please.
0: So, what uh, what sort of computer do you have? A PC or a Mac? I have a PC.
6: I'm running the Windows 7 operating system.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, okay. and are you prepared uh, to are you prepared uh, to pay for the video editing software? Uh
6: well I have one which is I downloaded through the internet which is a Nero uh, 15 or something mm. but I haven't used for the uh, video editing purpose yet yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wondering whether you can recommend any other software available in the market I'm quite happy to buy
0: yep well look I think there's there's really two solutions for the first one and firstly you need to make sure your computer is powerful enough to do this you know uh, uh, video editing is probably the most um, processor consuming software you can run it really makes your computer yep. think and work hard so be cautious yep. that mm-hmm. um, that your computer needs to be a bit powerful for this kind of thing first and foremost yep. windows movie maker is the standard windows yep. movie editing software it's very basic but it allows you to put a movie and then put another movie next to it and put a transition and, and you know basic stitch together some videos and and top and tail trim them that's That's fine. It's not as good as, say, iMovie, which is Mac's standard video editor. But, look, if you're going to buy video editing software, I would highly recommend Adobe Premiere. Now, Adobe don't sell their software anymore. They license it on a subscription basis. So it's actually really easy to get um, on, like, I think I pay $50 a month. uh, And you you could just get it for a few months and then just not renew it and then start again in a few months when you need it again. But Adobe Premiere is very, very good. It's it's used by TV stations to edit TV, but it's also used by everyday idiots like me. Uh, and I'll tell you why it's good is because it can do all these amazing things, but at its heart, mm-hmm. you can just do really simple editing. So if I have, say, six videos, I can just drag them yep. all into a timeline. I can choose mm-hmm. the bits and, and, you know, trim them. And then I put them all together, and, and bingo, you've got yourself a really easy video. It exports it into the formats that you need for, say, YouTube or putting it on a disc or whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, it is a little bit high-end, but it is excellent to use. Oh, excellent. Yep, thank you. So if you're not okay, yep. so on a PC, really, uh, that's your best option, Adobe Premiere. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Windows Movie Maker is, is worthwhile playing with to, to get your head around the basics of, of movie editing, but it's certainly not going to mm-hmm. do anything, anything amazing. So, Matt, I, I honestly, I, and that's why I asked if you're prepared to pay because there's a bunch of cheap video editing software on the internet, but I've not yep. yet seen one that's, that's really stand out. And I know that probably in a year from now, if we have this same conversation, there are, Cloud-based video editing software is coming about, so you can actually just upload your video to the Internet and then edit it. But I'm not sure how effective that'll be when you've got big chunks of video that you don't need. So Adobe Premiere oh, Pro, get that and you will love it.
6: Yeah, no problem. Um, I heard the news the Windows uh, operating system 10 will be released by the end of this month.
0: That's correct, on the 29th. Uh, that-
6: yeah, does the Adobe automatically
0: uh, make it compatible compatible to Windows 10? Uh, yes, if you um if you're running Windows 7, your computer will be compatible yep. with Windows 10, but as I say, yep. you know, you've obviously got a slightly older computer, it's got probably a couple of years old now. Just be cautious. Oh, I, yep. I, I wouldn't be worried about Windows 10. I'd be worried mm-hmm. about the power of the machine to do the video work. You might want to look at adding some RAM um yep. to, to give it a bit more brain power.
6: Okay, I think I have a 8 gig
0: RAM, I think. Yeah. 8 should be good. 8 should be good. All right, good luck. Should be. Okay. Good, okay. Thank you very much for your time, Trevor. No worries. Thanks for getting in touch. Okay. okay, thank you. Bye. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Got a question, a problem, Want to have a chat about anything technology. Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. G'day, Ashley. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
7: Um, well, I'm wanting to get the new Foxtel box, but what I do, I've got a, um DVD recorder that I plug the old, the Fox, the IQ2 into, and if I want to tape something off the hard drive hmm. onto the, onto a DVD to give to somebody like the nephew, I, okay. yep. with the, with the new box you can't do that.
0: Um, so how do you take it out of the, uh. I've of... got a, um, AV cord cable plugged mm. into the
7: back of the Fox cell box and mm. into
0: the um Yes, because the old boxes have two outputs. The uh, yes. I don't I can't look at the back of my IQ3 right now, but I'm pretty sure there's just the one HDMI output, isn't there? Yes, there is. Yeah. So the only way to do that would be to do uh, like a pass through. Does the um Panasonic have a HDMI input? Uh yes. So what you do is you plug HDMI from the TV into the Panasonic, fine, yep, and then yep. you wrote HDMI from the Panasonic into the Foxtel, and whenever you want to watch Foxtel, you tune your TV to the HDMI port of the Panasonic, Yeah, okay? Yep. You yep. turn it on, and you're just watching the input from the Panasonic, right? Yeah, yep. So you choose the AV input from the Panasonic to be the, the output of the Panasonic, Yeah, uh, and so you're just basically watching Foxtel through a second box, and yep, okay. you, if you imagine you're passing the Foxtel signal through the Panasonic box yep. and you're only ever watching on the TV the Panasonic box. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes, yep. That's all you need to do. Yep. Now, on, on, on. to test that, have you got an IQ 2? Have you got the HD IQ at the moment? Ah, uh, yes. So, you can test it now before you even upgrade, right? Yep, because yep. if you unplug everything from the IQ 2 and just plug that HDMI cord into your Panasonic... Yep. You can test today what it would be like, and you can make sure it works.
7: Yeah, well, I'll, I'm not doing it tonight now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but but
7: it's easy to do, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that in the next in the next couple of weeks.
0: All right, sounds like a plan. I'm
7: pan. actually sitting here watching it at the moment, watching Fox Sports Five.
0: Oh, what's uh? Well, that'd be Motorsport uh, Channel, so Inside, inside, inside Supercars. Supercars. Rusty's on right now. Yeah his birthday last week. Send him a tweet. Wish him happy birthday.
5: Yeah, yeah. all right. See you later. Good on you,
0: mate. Cheers, Ashley. Thank you, Trevor. Bye. Thanks very much. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. It might
5: sound crazy what I'm about to say, but Trevor,
0: Listening, thank you for downloading back again next week with episode two ninety-two. Um, lots of calls. I appreciate you all getting in touch. And if you want to get in touch, just do that. Go to the website eftm.com.au ring 157 157157 say hello on Twitter at Trevor Long, at EFTM, and at your tech life. Follow them all uh and let me know. Actually, follow me and say that you're a listener, because it's great to connect and great to say good day, even if you don't have a question or a problem or a comment. Just, just great to say good day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading back again next week. uh, And visit the website, uh, eftm.com.au, for all the latest news in tech, cars and lifestyle.